You're listening to December Voicings, the Christmas calendar podcast for artists and teachers who want to tap the creative source, find their own voice and sustain in their creative work and life. My name is Katja Maria Slotte and today is the 8th of December. And today we're going to talk about how to create a container for your creative ideas. Whether those ideas have to do with improvisation, whether those ideas have to do with songwriting or a business idea or any type of project that you want to get out in the world. I believe we need a clear framework, we need those containers, we need sort of like rules to work with because if there's only freedom we don't tend to get things done or we don't know where to start. There's like too many options to choose from. So in a way you could say that artistic freedom is not total freedom. Let's talk about containers. So yesterday I told you about my practice on getting started and switching gears quickly. And as we could learn from my post-it note that I found, one of the problems or the obstacles that I encountered during that practice was that I had not chosen in advance clearly what I would be working on. So the container of what I would be working on wasn't clearly defined and by doing so I created the situation where sitting down behind the Fender Roads or being in that time frame when I was going to do my creative work, those 15 minutes or that half an hour, became this moment of choosing from unlimited possibilities. Well, what does a person do when there's unlimited possibilities? At first, it sounds really amazing. Like, you can choose from anything. Anything is possible. But I thought about this. Think about like that feeling you have, like when you go to a really big supermarket and you want to buy tea and you're standing there in front of the department of tea or the whatever it's called. I don't know if they call it the tea department. Well, imagine you're standing there and you just want to have tea, but then you have to start making choices. Like, am I going to have black tea or green tea? Am I going to have... herbal tea or am I going to have uh, tea with a fruit taste or am I going to have blah 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 it goes like the list is endless well what happens typically I don't know about you but I tend to stand there in front of that tea department let's call it now tea department because I called it like that I tend to stand there way too long weighing my options my brain going like Will, well, this was my favorite tea. Maybe I'm just going to stick to my favorite tea. And that's the thing. In the end, I'm just sticking to my favorite tea every single time. But then I figure out afterwards, like, why did I have to waste all that time, you know, standing there choosing when in the end, I'm still going to pick that same tea. And that tea at this moment happens to be the three ginger tea from Puka. In case you were wondering... So what is the takeaway from my tea choosing moment? (laughs) 
Well, first of all, in case we want to make sure that we get to work quickly, we got to make the decision and make the container and set the rules in advance because otherwise we're going to stand there choosing for the thing and not being able to choose. Secondly, as you may have noticed, I said I most often end up picking that same tea. So if we want to discover new possibilities, we have to set rules too. Like I could set rules like you're not allowed to buy tea from Pukka, but you have to use another brand. Or I could say, Katya, next time you're not going to buy ginger tea. Like what category is ginger anyway? Is it herbal? I don't know. I could say next time you have to choose your tea based in green tea. And then I would stand there choosing from all the varieties of green tea, but at least I could have the possibility to discover a new favorite tea, a new flavor that I wouldn't discover if I wouldn't set that rule that I'm not allowed to choose ginger tea for anything in the world, okay? I could also set a container about time, a rule about time and say, Katya, you only have one minute time to choose your tea. Or I could say you only have 15 seconds time to choose your tea. Or I could set a container based in somebody else deciding for me and I having to kind of like roll with it and flow with it. So in this case, I could ask a friend to choose a tea for me or I could choose my tea blindfolded and just run my hand across all the different possibilities of tea there is and then just pick one. Now, of course, this doesn't only apply to tea, but this applies to any type of creative work, creative project, choices about what to practice on, choices about what material you're allowed to work with, if we use the word allowed. Because if you're going to fill that space with unlimited possibilities, it's just too difficult to choose. One of my favorite containers is time, because if there is a set amount of time, like a deadline, then you need to declare that whatever you were making was ready by the deadline. Because when is something ready, in a way, it's ready when we declare that it's ready, right? Like if we don't have that moment set in time, that deadline, the delivery date, then we're going to continue like tweaking and thinking, well, I could also still do this and this and that. And I could still, you know, uh, fine tune this thing or I could like uh, still like research that thing and then learn how to do that thing and so on and so on. So we really, really need the deadline. I thrive with deadlines and I keep finding deadlines something that I like I love them but I also find them very scary and that is because it's this feeling of will it be ready or like well I will actually have to take this thing and put it out there like bring it out into the world show it to somebody right so it becomes it becomes real and 
that is always scary for some reason. And still, having said that, we learn to live with that feeling of that it's scary. If we keep doing things and and just if we keep bringing things into the world, because what we're going to learn is that, you know, they are just creations in this moment of time, right? It's They represent something that is ready by now and then... If I would take that same thing and I would like continue working on it, it would have a different form and a different shape. And so this final product is actually never final. Does that make sense? You know, the final product is a moment in time. And then from that moment in time, we could have other moments in time in the future to make new versions of it, but we just have to define this is it for now. One of the places where I have learned so much about creative containers and especially about creative containers having to do with time is this place where I make projects in the summertime. And I might have mentioned it in an earlier episode, I'm not sure. So it's this place, it's a foundation for the arts, uh, outdoor arts, it's called Bautenkunst, where professional artists teach workshops and make projects. So we would make things like uh, concert projects, we would make things like theater performances, and so on and so on. Uh, during the summertime. And this is a place also where, for instance, in the middle of a workshop week, we might get tasks like challenges, like creative challenges. I'll share one that I got over the years. I have gotten many, so I could tell so many stories, but here's one. So this was I think already 10 years ago during a workshop week where it was decided at the beginning of the week that what if every day one of the artists would pick another artist and hand over a task. And that task would be that you would have to create something uh, within your own Uh, art form. So I would have to create something within music and singing uh, and that would have to be based in something that came from the work or the current uh, inspiration of that other artist. So I got my task handed over from a visual artist who works with charcoal. Her name is Lisanna Slotes, and I'm going to link to her website in the podcast show notes because I would love for you to uh, look up her work. It's beautiful. So she uh, works with charcoal and not just like that with charcoal, but actually she makes her own charcoal. So the thing that I got handed over from Lisanne was a piece of burnt wood, like, how do you call it, charred wood from the fireplace 
at this workshop location. And I can't remember the exact story that she told me when she handed over that piece of charred wood. It was handed over in the evening program, kind of like announcing who would do the task the following day. Um, So I can't remember the exact story, but what I know is I had to produce something within my own art form um, based on the inspiration that I got from her story and from that object. uh, And I had one day time to do it. I had to present the results of what I did the next evening and then hand on Uh, hand over a new task to somebody else based in something that inspires me and in my own art form or the way I work. So you might think, okay, one day, that's it, that's, that's okay. Uh, Or you might, you know, get a mild panic attack thinking, I have only one day time to write a song, which is what I decided to do. I decided to write a song. Um, One day was not a full day, though. So this had to happen in between my workshops. So I was teaching workshops there, right? And then uh, I had a set amount of time in between the workshops to actually work on this project. So in the end, we were not talking about a full day. We were talking about, you know, hours here and there. And then it had to be ready by, I believe, like 10 p.m. or something like that. Now, what does one do when one gets a task like that? Well, first of all, you freak out (laughs) in a way. Uh, You get excited and you freak out. But what is interesting is that the total opposite is going to happen than what happened to me uh, in that post-it note observation. Remember from yesterday when I did not Uh, when I wasn't able to choose. So because I had a very, very specific task and I had a limited amount of time available, so there was that deadline, that delivery time and date, and there was a group of people, somebody that was going to be my audience, somebody who I had to show my work to. So it wasn't just an, an internal deadline. And because of all of these factors being there, so the container being there, it got so much easier to get to work. Like I had my ideas started flowing already that evening before I even like literally sat down behind a piano and got to work. So my, first of all, my creativity got like fired up. Um, and then I knew that I had to choose my choose to spend my time very efficiently and wisely. And I also knew that I just had to declare it ready no matter what at some point. Now, there was still some choosing uh, within that task uh, happening. So if you think about choices, so I got this piece of charred wood, which was a container for a theme or for some sort of like inspiration for your story, perhaps, for your lyrics, uh, maybe even for the mood of the song. So that is, uh, that's one container. 
And then the second container was that I had to work within my art form, obviously. Uh, so I'm not going to like start drawing because I am not a visual artist. And in that container, I still had to make decisions. So if you think about it, um, I could still make quite many decisions within that container. Like, will I write a song or will I choose a song that is, uh, you know, coming to me through this object and through this story? So there's that choice. Will I create something or will I interpret or rearrange, reimagine something that somebody already created, but that I choose based on this container that I'm working within? Um, I could also choose then if I decided to uh, write something new and create something new, which in the end I did, um, I could choose... Will I use only my singing voice or will I use uh, singing voice and instruments, uh, which musical instrument, or will I choose to only use musical instruments? Like maybe I was going to create something for only the piano or like if you think about completely out of the box, we were... Uh, located in in the middle of the woods so I could also have composed something uh, with sounds from nature and not use musical instruments at all so you see how within that little container there's still like a whole um, variety of choices available to you um, possible uh, tea choosing moments um, available for you um, even if the container is already quite defined. Similarly, I could have chosen or I had the decision to make about will I create something with lyrics or will I create something without lyrics and just compose a melody that I will sing or play or sing and play. And in this task, this task that I was handed, if I remember correctly, there was a sort of like a restriction about that you had to do it on your own and you were not allowed to gather troops around you. I can't remember if that was the case, but it could be. So if you look at that uh, possibility there, um, it could also be a choice to say, I'm going to create something that is four-part harmony and I'm going to ask three other people to sing it together with me um, and so on and so on. So you see how choices are endless. They are, there's always so many choices and the clearer the container is, the easier it will be to get to work. And it's the same thing that tends to happen when you say to somebody, improvise. Especially if you're saying this to a musician or singer who hasn't improvised that much yet. Um, but it also happens when you say this to people who are used to improvising. So typically uh, when you say improvise, just improvise, it's like, it's like a block. It's like this freeze moment of where do I start? Or like, mm, I don't have any creative ideas. 
I don't know how to improvise because there's no container. There's no rules. Now, what happens if you say to somebody, you're only allowed to use three notes or you're only allowed to sing over the pentatonic scale, which brings to mind the YouTube clip um, from, I don't know if it's a science fair or if it's a TED talk uh, type of thing. I'm going to look it up with Bobby McFerrin demonstrating the power of the pentatonic scale. So I'm going to make sure I'm going to add that to the podcast show notes too. So that is a clear container. And then within that container, you can get creative. Peter Gabriel actually talked about this in uh, an interview, in a video interview that I watched some years ago, well, some years, like already back in 2012, um, when I discovered his album Scratch My Back. So Scratch My Back is an album with cover versions of songs, so songs by other composers. Um, It's a beautiful album and it has beautiful orchestral arrangements uh, and interpretations of songs from David Bowie, from Paul Simon, Bon Iver, uh, Neil Young and so on. So you might want to check that one out for inspiration. But the thing I wanted to share about that album and about uh, Peter Gabriel talking about that album, something caught my attention and it was this. So I'm going to quote what he said in the video, which was, I've always benefited from having clear rules because I think giving an artist total freedom is castrating them. When you say to an artist they can't do something, that's firing them up because we're sort of mischievous creatures by nature and we'll find an alternative route to achieve something, but we need an obstruction in a way. So see how even Peter Gabriel benefits from having clear rules. And what he's actually saying is exactly this. It's exactly this, that the total freedom is not freedom at all because total freedom implies too many choices, right? And also that if you have that obstruction, right, that's sort of like the rule that says you're allowed to do all of this, but you're not allowed to do that, then you're going to get creative because you need to find a way to work with the obstruction. So if you say you're allowed to reimagine these songs, you're allowed to to, uh, arrange these songs and make new versions of David Bowie songs, but you're only allowed to work with a string quartet, for instance, then you're going to get creative for that string quartet. So I think the starting point for this album of Peter Gabriel, which is called Scratch My Back, uh, the starting point for that album was no drums, no guitars. And finally, the, the rule or the limitation that was set was to arrange all songs using orchestral instruments. 
So see how those rules really work for you and not against you. And they actually make you more creative, um, those frameworks that we can set. Um, and then back to time. So back to my story about composing a song in less than a day based on that piece of charred wood that I received. I think I never got something ready as quickly as then <laughs> because there was so little time. It was like, it was, it was so hyper-focused. Working was so hyper-focused because it was like, I needed to do my workshop and then I needed to eat lunch. And then during lunch break, I would like run to the tent where I was working and like create, create, create. And then again, teach my workshop. And then, you know, before dinner, I would again create, 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 create and freak out in the middle of it. And then I would have dinner and then I would have that final moment of like, okay, I've got to now, within the coming hour, I have to make the decisions of what's the beginning and what's the end and what are we not going to use, right? So um, having that very limited amount of time actually helped me to get the final product out. And it helped to silence all those voices, right? Because the critical voices are the ones that say, it's not ready yet. Well, guess what? If there's an audience waiting for you to have it ready, it's gonna have to be ready, like no matter what it is. <laughs> so uh, those voices, they can't, like they'll, they'll, still, they'll still be there, but you still have to get and get it out and, and have it ready which is why it's so powerful to have that group, that audience uh, as your accountability partner, if you may. And it doesn't always have to be literally an audience uh, of uh, like an audience of listeners in the sense of like somebody who buys a ticket or somebody who shows up to see your tryout. But that audience could be something that you have created yourself uh, by being, for instance, part of a collective uh, that shares their work and shares their creative process together so that you have that possibility to get the thing done and to have the possibility to share your work and just try out like how people react to it. Did your idea uh, transmit in the way that you wanted it to transmit Uh, and so on and so on. So this is why audiences are so important to have within that framework and within that process. So today I want to ask you how could you create a specific, a very specific framework for your next project, for your next idea, for your next practice session. So for me, the word project entails anything that has more than one to do, more than one step on the way. We will talk about that another time in depth and in length. 
But think about it. How could I create a framework? What kind of rules could I set for myself? Uh, and how could I, you know, play with uh, time and set maybe deadlines that are just a little bit like less, like closer than I would usually want them to be? Speaking of which, this deadline of having a container of daily podcasts is, of course, a completely absurd idea, right? Like, who podcasts every day? But this is a way for me to really, like, dive into it and really get it done um, and test my waters in podcasting. So, actually, this whole podcast is an example of a creative container and a creative framework. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Now, if you are a singer, songwriter or performer working on a specific project for next year, or you would like to just get your creative flow really going, have a place where you can test out new ideas, train to tap that creative source, stretch your storytelling, embody your sound and your technique, and explore new possibilities, and learn to sustain in your creative career, your creative life, then I would love to invite you on the interest list of Sing From The Source, my program that is starting in February 2021. And if you're wondering if that program is a fit with you, would like to talk and chat about your artistic goals and your exciting goals for 2021, then let's get together for a little chat on Zoom. So you can go to completevocalcoach.com, my website, and click on the button that says schedule your call. And that will take you to my online schedule. So I hope to see you soon and I'll get back with another episode. Have a nice day.